everybody, it's Madison. I never know how this freaky deaky science stuff is gonna go, and this time I ended up on the Science Fiction Remnant podcast. Take a listen. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that's the orchestral 70s version. I love that one. I uh, used to listen to it all the time. And, of course, there was the, the, the 50s um, uh, movie version. Uh, that was pretty good too, you know, with the flying spaceship and stuff. Uh, but uh, we're not talking about those today. We're talking about the 1938 old-timey radio vibe version that was um, uh, only audio and uh, had those really interesting musical interludes in between with the music of the time. But, but first... We need to do the segments, remember? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Define science fiction remnant. Hello? Can anybody out there hear me? I'm speaking to you. Hello? 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 Oh, you can hear me. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Hi, this... (laughs) Uh, this is Madison Standish. Who am I talking to? Oh, yeah. I listen to your podcast. Is uh, This is uh, Robert and, from Science Fiction Remnant, and uh, we have Ray and uh, Gio. Oh, gee, hi, guys. Oh, that's so awesome that I got you. Oh, yeah. We, 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 yeah, we listen to your podcast. It's great. Oh, thank you. How did you get here? I have no idea. I think I was just drawn to your sci-fi ge- vibe. Nice. Uh, didn't you invite her as a surprise guest? Robert is always doing some, some kind of mis- mischiefs and tricks like that. Yeah. No, no. This is on plan, unscripted, unethical. Absolutely. There were, ap- there were no emails going back and forth between me and Robert this week. None at all. Well, while we've got medicine here, maybe we should ask her a few questions about her exploits. Uh, we've all heard her show, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Wait, you're going to exploit me? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. From California, you should be used to that. 1938. It was recently. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, we, we, we loved this, this episode. And um, for, for all of you out there who have not heard uh, this episode, I invite you to listen to it. Um, it's Madison on the Air is one of my favorite podcasts. And I'm, I'm really excited that we have her drop on our show, just like she drops on all those other radios uh, in the past. But um, how... How did you end up on past radio shows, um, the Madison? Well, I really haven't figured that out yet. I mean, I started like, okay, so I'm a makeup artist, and I felt like my gift needed to be shared with the world. So I was doing this like makeup blog where I was like giving instruction. And then, I don't know, freaky deaky science stuff, and wham, I'm in the past. I don't, you'd have to listen to my theme song. It explains it. Yes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> the explanation not explanation yeah and you know I just, <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of really like zen and you know dow and i just kind of go with it so wherever i end up i end up well have you ever thought of figuring out how to get out well like as far as leaving i don't know i mean 
if I go back to like your year, you know, what is it? 2020, I left in 2020. What year is it there now? 20, like, 2022? Two, two years. Whoa. Well, I don't know if they take me back to Applebee's. That's where I was working. But <laughs> really, what is more fun? Going to Great like. Sweet fried potatoes. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God, you're one of those, aren't you? <laughs> that is exactly my point. That is why I'd rather stay in the past. <laughs> it's better than pineapple and pizza, right? I am not going to reveal secrets. I have been sworn <laughs> for a just, yeah. Um. I don't want to be sued by Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I mean, listening to listening to this episode, I I, I realized, um, you know, what what do you guys think? And, and this this question is mainly for uh, Ray and Gio. But if um, Madison wants to answer, um, I realized that podcasts are the new talk radio. Um, what do you think? I mean, I remember back when when you know just you know you have all those talk radios. And and this is how you get your entertainment. And now, um, I couldn't told I couldn't tell you maybe one or two that are on the radio, but mostly all of them are just podcasts. What do you guys think? Well, uh, podcasts are way more open to you know anybody getting involved, whereas like radios would be a radio station. You have to be lucky to get on. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean we. <laughs> We're doing podcasts weekly. We jump on other people's podcasts. It's 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 sort of a, a community, and it's it, it's kind of like community radio. I would think more than you know, like um, uh, coast to coast national radio broadcasts. Which, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's that's where the sort of the discussion has moved to now. And I mean, I think I think that, that the other difference is uh, the planning. You know, like like while radio is live, uh, the involvement with the public is different. I would say. It's, that's the only difference in interaction. It has Before come. It was like you call and then like you're live with them if you get to the. It has come a long time uh, because uh, if you think about it, for, you know, in the 1938 uh, radio broadcast of World of the Worlds, um, it, this was, you know, kind of local or localized, um, and now, you know, a talk show could have a immediate worldwide I- audience. Which I find that fascinating. So the whole world is listening to you, Madison. OMG. Hi, world. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not live anymore, but um, it's on demand. So you, you've mm. got that option of listening to it later on, but um, everybody can, you know, access it. So it, it's not like broadcast and gone like um, live radio would be. Uh, you, you've got access to it anytime you want, which. I think it makes it more more accessible, really. Mm-hmm. And can't you guys like swear because you don't have the FCC's like breathing down your neck, so you can say whatever you oh, want. Oh no! I mean, Robert had to deal with that because I mean, <gasps> well, I, I don't typically, but my uh, you know this podcast is set up too explicit, so we can all have the freedom to do if if we choose to. Um, so you don't have to do like you did. Um, on the episode of the uh, bathing place uh, that you were looking for, Annie, uh, that you had to say, get the F up. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> You're giving me permission. Oh, my God. Yep. I'm going to have to drop every F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> <the entire> <laughs> It'll be like Vietnam again, wouldn't it? 
So, um, Madison, what was it like to be there? I mean, was it in black and white? Um, were you shocked <laughs> by the differences between our worlds? And were you in danger? Oh, my gosh, so many things to unpack there. Um, as far as black and white, well, if you do your history, you will know that Technicolor came out in the early 1930s. So, no, it was plenty of color everywhere. Okay. Um, it's definitely better air quality, especially in L.A. back in the 1930s. And uh, gas is way cheaper. So that's a plus. Um and what was your other questions? Oh, my God, didn't you have, like, 30 in there? What else? Yeah, there, there was 32 <laughs> questions, actually. Were, were you shocked by the differences between our worlds? Well, I'm still fa- trying to find somebody who could make a decent mocha latte. I mean, it's like these people haven't heard of espresso yet. It's like everything's drip coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Waffle House. Okay, well, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> But, but were you in danger? Well, it's not like the Martians came in peace, did they? No. They were, like, burning people up all over the place. So, yeah, I was in danger. So obviously no work health and safety when it comes to Martians. Well, no, it doesn't appear so. They're really just kind of, like, come here and destroy. You know, because that's kind of what we do, right, as people. So they're just kind of being, like, better at it. So Martians are better people. They're better at destroying than people, which is what makes the military really jealous of them. That was my hot take on that. I, I was really surprised because um, when I heard you, you know, at that scene where the military came in and they were going to handle the situation. OMG, was that just <laughs> nothing like, a, you know, it was like a dick yeah. fest in there. OMG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine's bigger. Uh. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I'm so amazed. Typical human superiority and uh, complex. You know, like we had the soldiers here on, on, on vacation. You know, they needed a, a way out to, ex, you know, test their their superiority, t- t- test their strength. Um, super confident they can win. I, I, I wonder, and this is a question for everybody, how... It's kind of different from that time, from the 30s. Um, and the 50s had a different way of handling things because of the technology that has gotten. And, and of course, we have today. How would, what is your thought on how that would migrate through the years? If, for example, something like that would happen in the 50s versus happening today? Yeah, uh, we could start with, uh, I don't know, uh, Ray, what do you think? Well, the, um, as I remember, there was one tripod that was knocked down by um, uh, a field Ravens. gun. And um, the, the, the field gun was then taken out very quickly. But, of course, um, in the 50s version, there was more, you know, like tanks and stuff like that. But they were pretty obvious as well. Uh, and they were easy to take down with a heat ray. But, of course, now we have um, remote warfare and you have people sitting hundreds of kilometres away in a bunker uh, remotely controlling drones and um, laser-guided missiles. So I feel like the uh, Martians would be pushing shit uphill against um, current military uh, equipment if it was a raid 
in the right place. I mean, it takes time to get these things on target. So, um, you know, you know, once once it was found that they were um, uh, hostile, uh, then you could you could clear people out of there and um, just send in um, uh, remotely controlled drones and laser guided missiles, uh, which would cause those um, uh, tripods a bit of a bit of a problem, I think, compared to uh, the forces arrayed against them in 1938. Yeah, but I was I was thinking more of to like the psyche, like <clears throat> kind of like what Madison was just talking about. It's like you know who can piss better or. Um, the, the, well, I mean, I mean, it feels like the merch is always going to have the bigger dick. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, well, you know how... It doesn't mean that it's good aim, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you know how, how Madison, <laughs> Madison experienced this in 38, right? The, during this scene that we're talking about. And, and how they yeah. behaved towards the, the challenge prior to what the re end result was. Um, would the military in the 50s versus the military today, would they behave in the same manner? Considering that there's a lot of things that happen, you know, granted we have technology improvements, but we also have a lot more information. So do you think they will behave exactly the same, uh, you know, with the same, I'm better? Back, and between, the, back, back, back between the two world wars, you, you had the meat grinder. You just threw men at it. And you gave them whatever arms were available, and you just threw them in there. These days, it's more technological. So you have standoff tactics. You you throw big, expensive, explodey weapons at things rather than people, and that, and that's more the um, the method of dealing with problems these days. I mean, you see it on TV all the time. You've got this video camera footage of of a you can like it's night time. There's a laser, and then suddenly something goes in. And you go to boom. And that's that's all you see. It's it's dealt with. You don't send people in. You send munitions in. So uh, I think that that would be the way that it would be handled currently. I kind of think, just in general, that today I would think half the country would deny that the invasion was even happening, <laughs> and then the other half would be trying to advocate for the Martians while they're getting burned up by the heat ray. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Can Mises activists, right? <laughs> <laughs> they need to have a, a cause to fight. And I mean, I think if we're that just that's... nice to them, they'll they'll be nice to us. Yeah, we wish. <laughs> we wish. We're food. I mean, cows are nice to us, and we're nice to them. <laughs> I actually know you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you're actually wrong. Cows a, kill more people than sharks do. Come on, man. We're such a fucked up race. Yeah, we we put in a, in a restaurant where we eat pork. No, look, man. We're so so fucked up in a restaurant where we eat chicken and we murdered them. We put a happy chicken. <laughs> so, so you're gonna go eat chicken and chicken is happy about it. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Have you seen how they make chicken nuggets? Um, no, and I don't. Mo moving along. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think well, Madison I mean, wants I mean, to hear that. Madison was on point with, with her with her yes. assertion about it. I mean, I watched the, the first World Wars that I watched. Shame on me. Was the Tom Cruise version, and it didn't seem much different than the other ones. <laughs> we were helpless still. <laughs> so, and what do you think that will happen 
today, if this happened, like so that society the first 30 years, if aliens attacked, how, how would it differ from the 30s? We say they come on aliens, not to say what what will be different. Well, because you know, you guys like when you're talking about the warfare stuff, like you're assuming that they still have old technology while our technology is advanced. You don't know how kick-ass their technology would be today. I still think aliens will always have better technology than us. That's why they got here and we can't even get to them. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is definitely true. I think, you know, I'm, I'm actually undecided because on one side, um, you know, because of all the thought experiments and the technology and advances, especially in warfare, military groups will feel a lot more confident regardless of what level of technology the other side has, you know, when it comes to, to aliens at attacking. Um, but we also have in the other side, the information that we have gathered through the years, the thought experiments, and how sci-fi has always been a way for us to analyze what, you know, an actual issue and come up with solutions via thought experiments. So there has been a lot more exposure to what it would be like for Earth to be attacked by aliens. So that leads me to believe that the, the confidence level might go down a little because of that experience to, that, to those thoughts, the thought process. Um, but that's just... I, I don't know. I mean, if on one side, I think, yeah, we're going to be a lot more confident. And in the, the other, it's like, I uh, know we're going to be a lot more cautious. Um, so I'm not sure where I should go with that. Well, if you believe the movie Battleship, you you, you need a, a handbrake turn um, Missouri to uh, deal with alien spaceships. So obviously, if you have that, you're okay. But if you don't, you're in trouble. Because, you know, like Madison said, there always will be a lot more technologically advanced proven point is they got here we can't do that you know yeah they sent the military on it we're, we're, break. We're, working on it. <laughs> we're working on it but they come in with a military force we can't do that you know we might send a group of five or you know into space wait like what nine months and you know they're not even karate but that's just my thought on, they're scientists they're scientists and like, i want to talk with this flask You want some tang? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, Robert. The big, the big difference between um, success and failure when something unprecedented like this happens is have you thought about it before? Are you at all prepared? Now, in the 30s, science fiction was very, like you'd had Frankenstein, uh, which is considered the first, you know, outing of science fiction. But between the 30s and, Wells, and, and, and yeah, but between the 30s and now, we've, we've had such a range of science fiction, and people have thought about all these things that you know it's it's not going to be quite so shocking as it would have been back in the 30s, and and people won't be like frozen up about it. They'll have at least have some sort of context to work on because of science fiction, because we've thought about the possibility. When you haven't thought about the possibility, you've just got nowhere to go. When we're, we're I, I expect, and, and I mean, you know, I'm not 
an American citizen, but I expect that the US government has contingency plans for something showing up on US soil that is from, from which is extraterrestrial. They would have plans for that because of science fiction. Well, we'll hope. Well, yeah, that's my feel. <laughs> just look at just look at how how much investment in uh, space exploration and and so has been done in the last 20, 40 years. It's like very recent. I would think not. And there's also Space Force. Space Force, actually, Space Force, Space Force is a telltale of it. Space Force is a telltale of it because they are like, we got to invest on this. If you get something coming up, we don't, we cannot defend ourselves. I think it's the you beginning. Know? I think it's the beginning. Everything needs to start somewhere. Yep. Uh, I, I'm sure that you know, five, ten years down the line, it would be a complete different organization. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, yeah. I don't think that nothing's going to happen if you throw a nuke to the atmosphere. Would it explode the same way without oxygen and all those things? Uh, they already did test. I think I've I seen some where they actually were testing a dis- different level of the atmosphere and see what reaction they got. So um, look it up on YouTube. It's really, really oh, interesting. Well. I mean, the only, the only testing of nukes that I've seen is the one in Bikini Bottom from SpongeBob. Now, they did a lot more. They did on-the-ground testing, on-the-ground testing, on-the-air testing. They had all kinds of testing. <laughs> Let, um, let's just say, Giancarlo, that you don't, need, you don't need oxygen for nuclear fusion. Example, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be shit if we throw a nuke to them and we actually charge their battery. <laughs> so, so, so the Martians have shown up here to charge their phones on their way to Venus, and um, and, and if we nuke them, it will charge their phones and then they'll leave. Is that the plan? No, they're gonna be like, "Oh, these people are nice." Hey, Madison, that's a new way. That might be a new new way for you to charge the phone in the past. <laughs> I well, I brought my charger with me. I can charge there. It's like they have electricity. It's not the 1830s. <laughs> What is it called? Uh, the the charger that you actually have like these rolling things that you use like the the, the force to. It's called to, like... a plug. I plug <laughs> it into the phone. I plug it into the wall. No, I mean like for, for camping. It's not solar one, but it's one like you use like. Uh, I think like, I know oh, what you're going to go camping. Yeah, Dynamo. outside. Yeah. Dynamo. Dynamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't that <laughs> what you wash your clothes with? What the question to have for the charger? Oh god. <laughs> You can take one of those if you don't have electricity. You can plug it in and just. <laughs> <laughs> Madison doesn't like camping, so, you know, there goes that idea. <laughs> you know, another thing that I was thinking about when I was listening to um, the show um, and the attack of the aliens, um, I'm not sure how many of you have seen, and I'm sure Mad- Madison have not seen Arrival at all because, you know, you're. You haven't been back to our time yet, I'm, 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 I'm assuming. The aliens, they, they, they really look like, to me, they, they might be maybe related to the heptapods? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I, that, that's, when I was listening to the description, um, you know, those octopus-like um, aliens coming out of the machines. Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, also, I mean, are they third dimensional or are they four dimensional like the, like the hectopods? Because if that's the case, then we really don't know how they look like at all. 
hectopods or yeah. the aliens from the uh, from the attack. They were icky. That's all I remember. They were icky. There was like saliva stuff and crusty things and just ugh. They, they looked like a disease before they were sick. It's just, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Too many arms? Well, I don't have a problem with that. I like octopi. Okay, I think they are fascinating creatures, but I don't want them attached to a mouth that looks like a venereal disease. It was disgusting. <laughs> Okay, so 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 your Google review for um for for the aliens was not not good. Wouldn't wouldn't go again. Wouldn't recommend. No, no, no stars. Avoid Harsh. at all costs. Speaking of avoiding at all costs, um, the infection aspect of the story on the surface um, seems rather realistic sounding. Um, this is part of why we're trying to avoid contamination of celestial bodies like Mars and the Moon from our probes that we send up there. So we're trying to keep them uh, aseptic. But wouldn't, wouldn't the Martian know about microbes? Um, wouldn't they hermetically seal their pods so that they wouldn't get infected with stuff from down there? Oh, oh, okay. I have a theory about that. Okay, and this kind of goes back mm -hmm. to our all of our military talk. Okay. So back on Mars, there were all these like Martian scientist guys telling like the military Martian guys about the possibility of microbes, right? But the military guys were all like, nothing that small could kill us. So they like launched their invasion anyway. So basically the ones that came to Earth are science deniers. The flat Marses. Yes. <laughs> They're like, anything small like that, we could totally take, you know? And the scientists are like, OMG, what? So, but, you know, the guys with the guns, they get to go, so. And they're probably like, anyways, like, they're flat, so they're not going to get here. We've got a heat ray. <laughs> That'll take care of everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can't turn well, it on yourself once they're inside you, buddy. <laughs> now, let me ask you, Madison, how did you get to, uh, how do you uh, manage to avoid the Martians to the very end? Oh, well, you guys, you know, you know, I was like palling around with that Professor Pearson guy. Yeah. All right. So he has a lab in the Griffith Park Observatory and they gave him this sad little basement apartment under the lab. It's it's like he really needs to get out, maybe hit the Sunset Strip or something because he's just really isolated. But bonus for us, you know, they couldn't find us there. We were kind of like subterranean in the mountain. So that totally helped. Awesome. Nice. Kind of uh, like NORAD for scientists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did did he? Well, have... it's just where they house him, so he's never far away from doing his work. He's just a pathetic, lonely guy. Oh, I'm sorry for him. <laughs> I, I was wondering, since we're talking about him, um, did he have any special survival skills? Was he an <laughs> ex? <laughs> Are you kidding? He kept running towards the Martians. Like, where is even the survival instinct in his head? OMG, no, he was a total nerd. No. <laughs> I had to drive him. I think he's afraid of the LA freeways. It's like, come on. No, he's yeah, afraid. Hey, I'd be of afraid of the LA freeways. <laughs> I drove it. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. No, I, I know you drove it. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's nice, but. It's uh... Hey, look, I'm from Australia. How the hell do you navigate a cloverleaf? That just looks crazy. <laughs> Depends how fast you're going, where you end up. So you have to plan it right, you know, inertia. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, did you find uh, that you had any tendency to to um, tend to befriend the professor 
during your harrowing experience together? You know, that sort of I'm sorry, what that now? Happens? What well, are you? You know, the, you go through a harrowing experience together with the professor and he starts to look like boyfriend material. Oh, God, no. He's like over 40. Eh. Don't you remember? She was not even make babies for him at the end. No way. A human race dying out. That is it. No, I'm not. Uh, no. Eh. Oh, my God. His shoes and socks didn't even match. It was like he, he had no sense of fashion. How could I even be seen with someone like that? He probably won't, wouldn't be able to even if he wanted to, right? I, I think I'd take one of the Martians over the professor. Oh, God. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> Always an interesting mix. Oh, well, you know, eight arms. I don't know. That, that could be fun. <laughs> could be the octopus. Hmm. Lucky we're, we're explicit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I meant for a nice warm hug. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you didn't get the hots for the professor. Eh. Yep. Not, not even like that. That kind of like fetish, like like older people. I know. I don't like go sugar for daddy, older. Sugar daddy vibe. Well, it wasn't like he had money. He was living off of grants at the oh, at God. the okay. the lab. I mean, no, I feel you. <laughs> if he was a millionaire, I might be able to look past his ancientness, but and I'm not shallow. That's just the way women are designed. You look for Prince Charming, not Minimum Wage Charming. Hey, survival instincts. I mean, frankly, I feel like if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have survived. I mean, really, you heard it, right? Oh, yes. So. Oh, he yes. He would not have survived without you. He would have been burned up in that first, like, explosion. I'm yeah, serious. In the form, yeah. Right there. In the- so, so what, it was some sort of reverse sort of mummy syndrome where you needed to protect him? Well, you know, I gave him a ride, so I felt kind of responsible for him. You know, like when you go to a party and you take someone there, you kind of feel like you have to wait for them to want to leave, that kind of thing. Oh, you're too nice. I don't have that. <laughs> well, then I won't go to a party with you. <laughs> You'd rather hang out at Applebee's anyway, so. Madison, it, is, it has been amazing <laughs> to have you on our show. Um, well, it's all, awesome to be here in the present. That was cool. Although it wasn't delivered, you know, we really appreciate it. And we thank you so for coming. going to see a barista. Hey, baristas are some of my best friends. Yeah, don't miss that now, because you won't have it in the past. Do you think I could get a coffee? Are you guys taking a Starbucks order? Is it pumpkin spice mocha time yet? What? I always say uh, caramel macchiato. Caramel macchiato for me. Okay, who's writing this down? You guys are taking taking orders? I think you I'm is. Going, I'm going octopus. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy poking <laughs> skeletons with a stick, medicine. <laughs> I just wanted to see if it would, like, disintegrate or what it would do. I mean, come on. I have a curious mind. Yeah, I would have done the same. That, that's why the scientist was into you. Now, he kept yelling at me about it. <laughs> oh, I, I think I might have, I think I'm, no. I might have to go back to the past now. We're going to see now how you're going to get out. Oh, I'll find a way. She's not going anywhere. No, wait, she's taking Jean's car keys and is jumping out the window. Oh, I remember it for me. Nice. Your cars went very well, Oh, man. Um, no time-traveling millennials have been harmed in the making of this podcast. Probably. <laughs> we can say the same for baristas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs>